we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast that comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and... I'm just pissed off at YouTube. Thanks, guys. We're starting a little bit late because a, a brand new problem popped up that a random number hex generator properly working should have fixed. But, you know, it's easy for me to say that because, you know, what's the last thing I programmed on for, for reals? A Commodore 64. You can't overclock a Commodore... Actually, you know what? I don't know if you can... Over you can overclock a calculator... I don't know if you can overclock. You know what? We'll find out later. If it exists, there's a YouTube video about it. it probably. Is. Yep. So. Hi, everybody. I'm pissed. No, actually, it's it's one of those things. Part of this is follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. That's going to be important later. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can probably find me pretty much everywhere under that name. S-H-U-J-I-N. Welcome to the place, because... Oh, God. I, um, it, it's safe to say that this has been uh, a week. Uh, I'll kind of fill you in on part of it in a minute. Let me go ahead and introduce you to uh, the the core group right now tonight. Uh, top left-hand corner of North America. Uh, Dallin, hi. Thanks for saving my bacon here. Hey, no worries. Um, I also just put it out in chat that, uh, like, given the audio problems we've been having recently, um, I just said, if y'all you, if can't hear us, like Bridget and me, let us know like right away so that I don't have to, you know, chop a huge chunk out of this thing in post. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And I, I do have the, the volume levels in front of me so I can, I can check on that. But see, the problem is I don't flip back over to OBS straight away because I need to make sure that I turn off the preview because I don't want to hear myself echoing into my ear, which would then echo through OBS, which would then echo into my ear, which would then echo through OBS, which would then echo through my ear. It's like Inception. <laughs> exactly. But that was intentional. Okay. Can't fix that yeah. one in post. And, and, and. Uh, be careful what I'm capable of doing. Um, <laughs> You're right. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyways, yeah. Um, Stephanie just confirmed we're all loud and clear. I actually had the, I actually had the video going on YouTube. Uh, to, and yes, yeah, so I can hear myself speak. So. Yeah. Yay! You get to listen to my voice. Woohoo! Yeah, I'll tell you about that in a second. And uh, yeah. Midwest of the U.S. in in the middle of, I'm going to punch a hole into this earth. Thank you very much. Hi, Bridget. Hi. Yeah, it's 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 been um, it's been a week. There's been a, a number of things that have been going on, and it's not about all the stuff that, you know, the usual stuff that we'd be talking about, you know, the news stuff. Uh, no, there's there's a bunch of stuff that's been happening for us all personally that's uh, yeah. kind of thrown us all for uh, loops here and there. The only one that's actually got good news is Dallin. He, he's been able to put up a couple of uh, ceiling fans without lopping off the top side of his head. Good on <laughs> you, man. You, you know, it, it's funny, like... Um... A lot of people would would think, you know, I've actually gotten the impression from some people that I've I've talked to, you know, like, oh, you put up a ceiling fan, and it's almost like, oh, you, you went potty today, like it's guys. I couldn't it, do it. 
Well, now just hold on. Like for, for newer buildings, like where I am, the, the fixture that the light that your current light is in is actually built for also to do ceiling fans. It's got a mounting bracket. <laughs> you said that, no, 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 no. You, yeah, you, um, you exchange one mounting bracket for another. So you take the one from your current light fixture, you replace it with the one for the ceiling fan. And as for the wires, there's only three. Yeah. There's, there's your light or, or there's your power, your neutral and your ground. Yeah, I've never quite understood how that works. I'm so used to working with, you know, DC where, you know, you've got a red, you got a black and, and you don't, uh, you, you don't put one in one hand and one in the other. That's, that's a, that's yeah. a big no, no. Yeah. And so for this here, it was really just, okay. So on the, on the fan, there was a white wire, a black wire and a green wire. And in the in the book, it says, "Okay, you connect this to that, that to this, and this one to the to the other one." That's all there was to it. Color coordination, so, gotta love it. Yeah, yeah. The hardest part of the fan itself was like after the motor was was set up and and bolted in. It was attaching the blades. Oh yeah, because you got to because okay, one thing you got to maneuver, you know, between. Um, where the light is versus, um, you know, where the, where the motor, where the blades connect to the motor. And it's, it's just enough that, okay, you're, you're trying to hold the screw in place with your finger and on the screwdriver to, you know, get it in there. That became a bit of a, a point of frustration. Mm-hmm. Like when they say it takes about two hours to do, I guarantee you at least 90 minutes of that two hours is you, Getting the screw lined up, going to put it in, you slip, the screw falls down, you curse, you step down, you grab the screw, you step back up, you try again just to put the blades on. And make sure that you've got them balanced, because let me tell you, that's fun uh, when you don't have them quite well, in balance and you turn the thing on full speed and all of a sudden you hear... Well, now you see, that's the other beautiful thing, is that the ones I bought were ceiling huggers. They've got no room to shimmy. Like the, the ones that have, you know, like, you know, this five or six inch drop down, those are the ones you got to worry about. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I got. Yeah. And, you know, and the worst thing about those is that when you reverse them in the winter to, you know, keep things warm hmm. and then you turn them back over again in the summer, your balance is completely gone and you got to rebalance the damn thing. Or, you know, you could just do what I do and don't even bother. Just, just turn them on and turn them off. Yeah, that's that. That's 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 kind of me. But, but again, the, the beauty of this is they're 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 fairly simple to do. Um, I still have one more to do. Uh, I just had, I didn't get around to it today, but uh, we'll see. That's all right. That's all right. Um, yeah, we'll come. We'll kind of circle around to to stuff because I've I've got to I've got to, anyway. Of course, as always. If you're with us live, you can join us over in the live chat. Uh, Stephanie and Felix are both over there, and we're waiting patiently and diligently while I tried to figure out what the hell was going on with the the YouTube thing. There's a there's a system with YouTube so that they know. Okay, for anybody that saw uh, Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan, yeah, it, basically it's a matter of that the uh, the prefix code. Yeah, somehow or other, the prefix code that's supposed to randomly generate for each stream. It wasn't randomly regenerating. So 
YouTube were saying, "Hey, you've got uh, you've you've got the stream ID set twice, so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna start up on on a stream that you never generated because it's auto generated because that's that's who we are." Thank you. Whatever you know what, we're here, we're live, everything's good now. You know what? Fine. There's other f words I could use for it right about now, but uh, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll drop my I'll drop my one f for the night. Functional, okay? It's functional. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it with that. Don't want it. Whatever. Anyway, so thank you all for being with us. Um, I I will tell you the 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 one piece of uh, the one piece of frustration that I've got tonight is I've got uh, I've got this I've got this little piece of. Uh, plastic basically over here it's about the same size as a, a, a new threadripper cpu it's not a threadripper cpu it's 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 a little super cheap uh pny solid state drive i was going to put in my computer to have it boot faster i can't find a sata cable anywhere i went to best buy in several locations yeah as a company we don't even have any right now sorry Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, Bert Bikes does not have bikes. Uh, the only thing that qualifies is a, a, a computer store. And I say that guardedly and, and with much hesitation. Best Buy does not have SATA cables. <sighs> so, yeah, um, there's, a, there's a story behind that. And I'll, I'll get to that momentarily. So, uh, let me, let me, let me go ahead and do that. And, uh, Get things going. Let me, let me get a little drinky poo in here because because um, Tang is good. Yeah, it is Tang tonight. I forgot what it was I was drinking. It's orange. I should I should know these things. Could have been orange juice, but there's no pulp in it, so you know, I don't care. Shut up. So let me uh, let me go ahead and get you uh, rolling over here. So with five minutes on the clock. I'm going to repeat myself with uh, with tonight's topic, which is stewardship for the five minute freestyle. I've I keep talking about this. I know it, and I'm, you know, I would like to say I'm sorry, but you're not. No, no, I'm not. Stewardship is something that some people just don't understand uh, the the importance of it all. Stewardship is. The closest thing I can I can make people understand is if I were to say stewardship is being somebody's godfather. No, uh, not that godfather. In the, the Roman Catholic Church that you know I, I grew up with, and, and you know the Italians, the godfather of a child was selected after they were born. The godfather of the child was somebody who. If something, as the expression goes, you know, God forgive, anything should ever happen to the parent, parents, the godfather and godmother would be the couple that would be looked to first as quote-unquote next of kin, even if they're not exactly. So, you know, it's a it's title that kind of means something worthwhile, e even if, you know, even if we've got the, the weird, ugly squeakies from, you know, religion. You know, 
there's there's something to be said for that idea. You know, it's a it's a little bit of a social safety net. Okay. But stewardship is a responsibility. And it's a really tough one. The closest thing that most of us would ever think about, without even having thought about it, would be for those that are foster parents. And especially for you know, foster kids in the foster system, humans. But there are also for the, and excuse the expression, but it gets the point across, fur babies. I know, there's some people who are just, I, I know, I know, but it gets the point across, like I said. You know, these are not your kids. These are not your pets. You're helping them along. You're giving them some stability for a while until they can do on their own or that they can have a, a forever home, as the expression is used. But it also goes for the kids that we have. Whether we have them ourselves biologically or if we adopt them, we are their stewards. We're the ones who are supposed to be guiding them to help them to become better, to help them learn, to have the experiences so that they can understand what actually happens in this world and how they're supposed to think about it and how they're supposed to figure out what to do with it. It's an awesome responsibility. And I I say that in the terms of if some of us were to really, really think about what it means, what it entails, for some of us, it could make our blood run cold in our veins. Today, part of my stewardship is done. 15 years ago, when my wife was dying, there's no other word for it, she may have already been gone. I refused to believe that she was just gone. I did believe that at the time she still had something going on up in her head. At least I was hoping as much. Because the last thing I wanted was for her to be hearing her mother telling her, you're not allowed to die before your parents. That's not right. It's not what you do. I promised her. I gave her my word that I would do the best possible for our kid to give them as normal as possible a life growing up. I'd like to think that I fulfilled that. Today he's off at college. And this is the very first day, the very first night, I should say, where I am literally living on my own at 52 years old. I don't know what to do with myself now. 
episode 324 on the docket, Your Honor. What's the point? I I know that I'm kind of grabbing a little bit from uh, the the way that uh, Sam Conway, Dr. Samuel Conway, uh, spoke about stuff while he was with us a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he He basically said, you know, what the hell is the point? I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but only just a little bit. What the hell is the point of being trained in a particular area, having expertise, if people want to simply disregard it and listen to the stoner dropout from your high school who got a D minus only because he was on the wrestling team so that he didn't get flunked out. You know, uh, I, I, and I get that. I, I, I totally get that. But what I want to talk us through, now that schools are starting up, and that in and of itself is a terrifying concept in a lot of ways. I, I know it. I know it. A lot of us know it. But want to talk about what it is that extended education is going to get us. So I guess I'm kind of shifting my focus from primary and secondary education to, oh my God, what are we actually paying for? Although we're not going to talk about the price tag part because that's a whole other discussion another time. I don't really feel like going into that. Thank you very much. But that's just me. Um, Felis uh, is kind of giving me a compliment, although um, the fact that you wrote father uh, had me getting a little bit worried because I didn't take um, German and that looked very German. I was very worried there for a second. So um, thanks, I guess. And uh, I'll try to focus my eyes as as I uh, get time. And uh, Stephanie, uh, Shujin, you can carry on supporting and applauding. The hardest part of parents parenting is letting go. Uh, so I've learned. And the hardest part about being a, a, a YouTube streamer is reminding yourself that you need to set your phone on absolute silent. Because I just suddenly realized, did I do that? Oh, shit. What happens if it goes? Oh, that's going to suck. So um, <laughs> my phone is now off. Because I, I'm an idiot. Not quite an idiot, but you, you get the idea. I did go looking up information on Rafe Bedawi's condition. We have no new news, unfortunately. So with no new information at this point, it has now been eight years, one month, 30 days since Rafe Bedawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes, our thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. We'll see how this goes. So, otherwise, um, I think that uh, moving on into the horrible scopes is probably the best idea at the moment, and then uh, we can get into the the stuff that actually makes you know the money for us. We don't we don't get any money for this. So, how about we go ahead and do that? And I try to keep myself together because um, that's. That's basically what I'm trying to do. So if you guys are... Oh, yes, you are, aren't you? 
Anonymous Cheetah? Anonymous Wolverine? Google Docs, you're crazy. Anyway, I didn't lose you guys, did I? No. Oh, good. I was getting worried. I was getting worried there a second. <laughs> I end up having dropouts um, with with audio when I'm using my phone, but when I'm using the computer, for that to have happened, I'd be really, really scared if something went bad. So anyway, uh, Bridget, you're good? Yeah. All right, then. I just had to look for my glasses. <laughs> Old people problems. You know what? I, I can't I can't say anything. I keep forgetting to wind mine up, so you know it's it's all well and good. Uh Dallin may end up seeing some uh some inspiration from this past weekend's show, so we'll uh, we'll <laughs> see what happens. So what let me get you rolling over here. So for those of you that uh already do know your astrological sign, great. Those of you that don't know, roll D twelve and make it up as you go along. I don't, I don't really much so Aries consultation is a big fancy word for checking with people to see what they think about a topic. In other words, asking for help. It worked for Captain Picard. It can work for you. So shave your head and go ask people to help you with stuff. Dallin, all yours. All right. Taurus. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Hmm. Sorry, I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit, apparently. Yeah. Anyways, Taurus, you woke up this morning thinking you had to do something meaningful, meaningful, something grandiose, something epic. Uh, That was just the dream talking to you. Next time, try to control the dream and you can live out your fantasy of being the greatest American hero, just not canceled. That had such promise and potential. Gemini, life is not a destination. It's a journey with twists and turns and tunnels and roadrunners all over the place. Did you drive into that roadrunner painted tunnel and go all accordion-y? You've now discovered that your life is at the mercy of termite terrace, meaning every bad thing that's ever happened to you is because someone thought it was funny. Yeah, termite terrace some people think, don't worry about it It'll, and accordingly you actually got that good I wasn't sure if I spelled it right I, I, I you know whatever cancer mode child yeah, <laughs> cancer mode child <laughs> people who tell you nobody can hold you down but yourself have obviously never been on a fourth date with you uh, until you get to that point keep all your purchases from Bill and Debbie Majors out of sight hmm I'll tell you about it later. Leo. Two words for you, Leo. Road trip. Blow out the dust on your CD drive. Get out your copy of Encarta. What? And pick a (laughs) destination to drive to. You can start with the studios where Beekman's World was filmed. Uh, Sadly, you'll have to deal with another two words that plagued uh, Lester the Rat all the time. Air pressure. Your tires are all flat from not having used the car in so long. Guess it's 70s game show reruns and microwave popcorn this week. Again. Bridget. Psst. So, and I am not going to sing this, okay? Uh, you're Okay. <laughs> when you find yourself in times of 
travel, Mother Mary will come to you in a dream, speaking words of wisdom, like, cool, <laughs> She was Mongolian. We don't know what she said either. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm really sad that Joey wasn't here for that one. Because... Um, he would try it. He, he would try it. No, because I... I it's actually all one word. I, I spaced it out so it was like legible to, to speak. It I basically put into Google Translate, and this is what it came out with with Mongolian. It the word translates as "wait for it" because um, crash course. Wait for it, the, mm. the Mongols. I'm not the only one that knows what I'm talking about. I know that for a fact. You know what? Whatever then. Libra, you've been two-timing us eh, for a job placement, haven't you, Libra? Yeah. Yeah. Going to work at the Arecibo Radio Observatory, a.k.a. the movie set for the 1995 James Bond movie GoldenEye is one thing. But being so upset that the fan-made N64 GoldenEye game got cancelled? And you trashed the place? Yeah, that that was that was a little overkill. You might want to take the next week off. Uh, I do have to give some credit, though. Yeah, if you can trash the Arecibo radio telescope, well, uh, did you did you did you see the news that it was? Was it? <sighs> okay, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, but but first, but but first, uh, Scorpio. Antihistamine drugs are supposed to help people with allergic reactions. They can calm down the body's immune response, usually making people drowsy in the process. But there's a small number of people who instead get wired like they're on cocaine. Sagittarius. Let's face facts. Sagittarius, that Sanya 8 transistor all-wave radio is not going to impress anyone. The fact that you know the wavelength for the shortwave and medium-wave bands it picks up on will only get you one response from people. Nerd. At least the 9-volt battery in it still works. Go ahead, taste the terminals. Yeah, the funny part is, as I was as I was, uh, as I was writing that last part, I, I uh, hmm... I've I've got that, I, I've got that uh, now in my. In, mm. You know, um, you know, back in the day, you had people who wore retainers. Yeah. You know, they, they weren't the full-on braces, but they were the wire across the teeth. Yeah, I had a friend who used to use those to test his nine volt batteries. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a bad idea. <laughs> that's a really bad idea. Fuji. I tried. I, I tried to tell him that he never listened, and well, we're we're still friends on Facebook. <laughs> For what that's worth. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen anybody weld their retainer to their face before, but that would be interesting to watch. Yeah, what would you do for Klondike Bar? That's it's, it's, it's really good. That's a really good point. Capricorn? Capricorn, we warned you last week not to be a lazy liar, and you came through for us. Good job. Some of us were worried you'd just fall back on your old standard lies, but... You got creative, so we'll give you credit where credit is due. Uh, Dallin, I don't, I, don't, I don't think they're buying it. Um, so who, who do I owe money on this? 
um, I mean, there's, there's a bet what? in place. Who, who do I owe money on this one? Actually, I, I think you owe money to somebody who's uh, got the Aquarius sign. Uh, don't worry, guys. We'll, we'll just put the money in the kitty for the end of the year staff pizza party. Um, we know pizza is a sacred commodity to you. We would never sully it with things like pineapple. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was about to say something to somebody who I know is definitely not listening to the show. Um, anyways, I, I just reminded people that fruit doesn't belong on pizza and you'll have people so confused they'll have to agree with you i told dylan that um, there was inspiration from this this past week's show and yeah uh, but but again i'm gonna say technically technically uh uh t- tomatoes are considered a fruit uh, technically what you should really be saying is actually so actually you're technically was technically wrong actually you know where you can stuff your pedantry <laughs> it's pronounced pedantry but okay that's fine hi sis sorry to screw with you like this but it'll make sense as the week goes on high five was a preschool kid show from australia his logo was a cartoon hand high seas are best heard from maynard ferguson trumpet not from inside a boat and definitely should not be drunk from a box. And last, all of those image files you have hidden on your work computer under C, documents and faxes, documents, 2018 reports, financial sign-offs, Macmillan building fiduciary, Excel sheets. Yeah, IT knows about those. The only way you're getting back into a new job will be to move to Australia, pinch pennies, but drinking high sea fruit boxes and learning to play the trumpet in the band because your finest job days are over. And for anybody who works IT, they know full well exactly what I'm <laughs> talking about. Oh, boy. You know... I born that way. Sorry. Some of the... Some of the horror stories I got from some computers that I had to reclaim from uh, workstation or from from offices. <laughs> you know, there was one that I found was really interesting. Um, this was the uh, this was a company I was working for, and their entire marketing department, which was about ten people, got poached in one day by a competitor. Damn. Ten, yeah, ten people gone. I got the call. Uh, I got the ticket and the help desk dispatcher called me and said, yeah, we got um, X number of computers from the marketing department that need to be reclaimed. I'm like, okay. So me and me and the two guys I was working with, we went there. We started packing up the computers. Um, pretty standard fare, except the fact that they had the, uh, they had the 19-inch monitors. The 19-inch CRT monitors. Okay. Hi, I just I just dated myself. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure the one I've got over here is close to that. Yeah, but anyway, so we're we're checking things out, but you know, we're popping the CD drive to make sure that everything's cool in there. And I I see a blank CD. I'm like, okay, pop it back in because I just want to make sure that you know nothing. Is this something I have to turn over to the to the regional IT manager? Oh, please tell me it was an old copy of Encarta. Nope. Yeah, I was afraid of that. Of course, back then, Encarta still would have been fairly new. 
but what it was mm-hmm. was a pirated copy of StarCraft. Hmm. So, you know, maybe losing those particular marketing guys wasn't such a bad thing. Because now there's some, because now the StarCraft boy is somebody else's problem. <laughs> yeah, there is that. I don't know that I can really say very much. I mean, uh, the place where I was working at, uh, their bunch of the supervisors for the phone floor were playing on across the network, uh, playing, um, oh God, what the hell was that? Uh, uh, the, the, uh, Uh, semi 3D rendered spaceship. Uh, uh, crap. Uh, 3D environment. I have to try to find your way through. Uh, uh, oh, oh um, um, descent. Descent. That's what it was. Descent, yeah. And they 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 played across the network. Uh, you know, it was it was at night where there was like almost nothing going on, and you know they well hooked yeah, themselves up on the on the on the phones so that they were all talking to each other. You know, but again, back then businesses had they had the networks, and oh, today, yeah, today, yeah, and now today it seems that home networks are much more robust than most businesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Considering that, uh, considering what I can do with my network right now, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll go ahead and we'll we'll chat up about hex one of these days later. Which, by the way. Uh, the little one got in touch with me as I was still driving home, which took a long time because uh, reasons, and let me know that uh, he he got his uh, he got his computer all up and running, which was pretty good, and he even tried out uh, Minecraft talking to the the home server over here, and he didn't have to reset anything for IP addresses, which got me wondering. Wait a minute. If you were talking to Hexadecimal, the Minecraft server, by using the external IP address, but you were here at home doing that, the stuttering that you might have had could be explained by your computer talking through our modem, talking to the Roadrunner DNS server, talking back to our router, talking down to Hex, and then making the trip back around again instead of just... Your machine hex. Your machine hex. Yeah, we had uh, we had some people, um, some of our clients that had that same problem with some of their computers. They were trying to talk to a server, and they kept insisting to use the external the external router for their for their internal computers. I said, "Well, why are you doing that?" Well, that's what we've always done. I'm like, "Yeah, and your performance sucks, right?" Well, yeah. Okay, try this, <laughs> and it's like. I'm I'm communicating this information to an IT guy. You know, now sometimes but, but to be fair. To fair. Some IT guys, you know, there are some IT guys that don't have to deal with internal versus external IPs. It's true. You know, for, for their for their small networks. You know, yes, they, they have internet access, but you know that that's handled some other way, you know, that that's, they, they still might go to like an internal router IP to get to that external access. Yeah. Some, um, some of these guys don't understand the difference between an internet connection and your intranet connections. Yeah. And to be honest, the, the two routers I have, I can count how many times on one hand 
the number of times I've actually gone into that firmware to make any changes or to even scout things out yeah. on them. You know, I think the last time I did it was when I turned one router into an access point to um, increase my my uh, wireless coverage in, the, in this place. Yeah, I got one I can do that with. Actually, I've got a couple of these because mm-hmm. I don't think that there was anything necessarily wrong with them, but I could never figure out how to get them configured correctly. And well, um, I've got a, yeah. I got a couple of these now. I mean, technically, I could put a couple of these, you know, in the rooms, you know, the back bedroom, front bedroom, but I, I, I don't, I don't need that. My my main wireless router is right here not even a meter away from where my finger where my finger is on screen right now so then again i'm also one of those weirdos that still has uh carbon paper and uh, uh all right you know what we're not we're not going to talk about the stuff that fujin hoarded back when she was in college so it's not going to do that anyway mm. so so yeah my little one uh Started uh, started his college career, took him to uh, took him to school. It's it's fair to say that uh, this is, you know, I'll I'll use I'll use my one for this one. It is fair to say that college college uh, getting onto college campus right now, it, it's fair to call it a clusterfuck. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I mean, we've we've talked about how, you know, everybody is just MacGyvering the shit out of everything right now. And still is. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at, at the same time, there is also a lot of making sure that the best possible foot forward is being done. So, you know, I'll I, I give them credit for that. Needing to have everybody have a COVID test before they're supposed to be allowed on campus. Cool. You know, admittedly, you kind of have to be a little bit worried about how far out the test was done, and the turnaround time of, you know, a couple of days could, you know, depending as to what you do. But, you know, for the most part, when you're dealing with, you know, as many people as possible on a campus, and everybody is tested... Okay, that's actually pretty good. You know that 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 seems reasonably safe to me. Yes, he's got masks. Yes, I got him the ones over at BJ's. You know the disposables for just in case. Because I mean, why the hell not? So you know, obviously I'm I'm terribly concerned about that. But. Once that's all taken care of, what is it that we're hoping that, well, I'll I'll say it this way, what is it that we're hoping that the kids, uh, I'll explain, are going to be getting out of college? Because the idea has changed over the decades. And I'm saying the kids because when I went to orientation, when I went to college back in 87, we were told the only difference between a high school senior and a college freshman is one summer vacation. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Now, this summer vacation has been uh, spring break and summer vacation. So, um, it, you know, this is this has all been weird for everybody, and, and, and we know it. And I can still remember, you know, back in the 70s, you know, overhearing people and, and you know, in, uh, in uh, various media, you know, like TV shows and whatever, the idea was get yourself... Get yourself a job and, you know, stick with it and, you know, you'll be able to move up. You're not going to get as much if you outlay, go to college and learn about something and then be a manager for others because you would then have a lot more information to work with to organize and make sure that a business is working better and more profitably. And, you know, you've got more avenues of available to you as you move up as you know you you work yourself to the bone and and show that you can you're ready to take on whatever extra responsibilities that don't necessarily involve alcohol poisoning right away but that's well there's two schools oh it has there's there's two schools on it um it used to be that yeah you would go to college or university you'd do your three to four years, you'd get your degree or diploma or whatever it is, whatever it is, depending on the course you're taking. Yeah. At least two years, at least. Yeah. But the, the thing I learned, like when I started into academia was when you get out, you will not automatically become a CEO. You will not automatically become a manager that they get your, the, the degree or the, the piece of paper that you get upon graduation gets you in the door. And that's all it does. It yeah. shows that it shows that yeah, you've you, you've gone through and gotten the education. But after that, no, it, it's all you. You know, um, like I said, that that was the biggest thing I learned uh, was when you get out, you better be ready to have your expectations managed or reset. Now, that's not to say that college or that, and when I say college, I do mean university as well. Just college rolls better off the tongue and I'm tired. Yeah. And and (coughs) truth be told, I really don't, uh, I I will admit, I don't know what actual technical difference there is between college versus university. So I I think these days is a lot of it is just credibility, you know, like. Yale or Harvard or Oxford, you know, that, that name carries a lot of weight. That's true. In certain circles. Like if you say, look, you know, like I'm a Harvard graduate and I'm here to, to work at this computer facility. I'm MIT. Screw you. You know what I mean? (laughs) Okay. 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 (laughs) Okay. There's a, there's a little bit of context there. Okay. Um, That's, that's, that's actually, that's actually really good. That was, that was good. Yeah. Um, but what did it like? Christ, <laughs> I completely lost my thing here. Um, I'm sorry. I'm now thinking to myself the, the, the MIT guy going, you know what? I'm not going to let you touch my machinery, but you can go ahead and write the technical documents. You probably know how to put an Oxford comma in there somewhere. <laughs> and even that's under hot debate these days. You you are not allowed to take away my fucking Oxford comma. I will no, no, fight. No, no. I will die on that goddamn hill. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. And I've actually got a few author friends of mine who are on the other side of that argument. They can die mad as far as I'm concerned. And yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Look at this. Now you got me screwing. Oh. Cut it the fuck out. Yeah. But, you know, there are, there are people who, you know, okay, so, you know, one, one guy goes to college and another guy just starts doing his own thing. Let's look at two people. So at the end of at the end of the college career, there's a significant student debt because of loans. Yeah, and they're going to be starting at a job making, let's say, thirty five thousand a year. Okay. Versus, yeah. there are some college universities where you could be spending the equivalent. Oh per, yeah, yeah, per that's, year that's on their own. Um, but. The, but then you look at the person who went out on their own, you know, maybe started doing, maybe they were, maybe they were a busboy for a restaurant for a little while. Then they jumped over and did something else and they did something else. And then finally they hit their groove. Maybe they started their own business. Maybe they started um, working for another company at the bottom. But while, while the college person for three years is doing their thing, this person for three years has been climbing the ladder. Now, wouldn't it be a chunk of irony if when the college graduate gets out, ends up going for the going working for the company and his manager is going to be the person who didn't go to college and started from from the bottom? See, so so I think what you got to start looking at is. Why do you want to go to college? Because it's no longer. In my opinion, it's no longer a. It, it's not a stat. It's not as big a status thing anymore as it used to be. So, to say that I'm a graduate of such and such a, a college, in this field. Well, okay. Um, here, take this test that should be that you should be able to solve since you know you're a college graduate, and they might fall completely flat on their face about over it. One thing, and this is actually, okay, and here's where I will actually distinguish between university and college. I went to university, did four years, jumped a couple of majors uh, because one wasn't doing it for me, so I tried another one. I was taking the class with this guy, and he was uh, teaching us software engineering. And what he was teaching was, you know, how the, how the chipset of a Motorola chip worked inside of a Mac. Uh, at least, no, no, at least that was the, the model he was basing his stuff on. You mean the, uh, the, the 68,000 series CPUs? Yep. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So, you know, we were learning about X gates, or gates, XOR gates, AND gates, blah, 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 blah. And I flat out asked him, I, I said, okay, look, I'm trying to come at this from a practicality point of view. Like what, what am I, what am I learning here? And what he told me actually stuck with me. He said, well, what I'm really trying to teach, give you here is more of a philosophical understanding of these concepts. That was a deal breaker for me because a Phyllis, no, because a philosophical understanding of concepts will not get you scratch in a working world. On its own. Now, 
I left university shortly after that, and I applied at a college. My instructors, they were not, only one of them was actually an actual professor. The other ones were just instructors. People who, they had a full-time job in the working world, and they came in to teach us based on their experiences. What I learned from them was stuff that was relevant to the second I get out of college, I can start applying for jobs and know my stuff or understand what, what it's coming from. And it was hilarious. I, I walked into the, the first big interview I had, I walked in and it turns out the production manager I was dealing with was also a comm sci graduate, computer science. And he says, well, you know, we're working on something. We're using object-oriented programming. Do you know about that? I'm like, well, yeah, I know the concepts. He, he says, um, he says, what's your, uh, what's your concept? And I said, okay, we have a table that we're, that we're sitting at right now. He says, yeah. So your table's made up of, let's see. And I, I, I literally, I, I went down, I looked around. I said, okay, so we got five parts generally. He says, yeah. I says, so you've got your top, you've got your your legs, and you've got this connecting panel between the two. It was for stability. It was a big boardroom table. Okay. I said, no, each one of, now, if you think of each one of these pieces as an object that has its own properties. So, you know, you have table top has a length, a width, and a thickness. Maybe it has a material. Maybe it has this. And a guy looks at me, and he's like, this guy just coded a boardroom table. <laughs> I got a call a week later, uh, and ended up meeting with the, um, ended up meeting with the vice president of the company. And three days after that, I had the job, but I didn't learn anything like that when I was in university. All I learned was all this lofty stuff. Um, now I'm just looking at, uh, Stephanie saying that educated people are a major asset to the, to a country. So we should be paying for serious education with our taxes. I'm glad she put in the term serious education because things like STEM, um, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, mm -hmm. I, those I consider to be, you know, very important. Um, I would also loop things like medicine into that uh, law. I would, I would mix into that. There are, yeah, there are definitely a, a number of disciplines that um, a well-rounded, uh, a well-rounded, well-taught mind should have at least passing familiarity with. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, and, and I think, and especially when it comes to things like the sciences, the technology, the engineering, medicine. Uh, Illegal, and, and you know, say what you want about lawyers, but we, we do kind of need it, just given our our situation, our our current society. You know, even economics to some to some degree needs to be thought of. Yeah, and I mean, we can we can even just we can even just uh, back up uh, lawyers to realize <laughs> that what lawyers are are they are the great debaters. Mm-hmm. You learn how to debate law. All right. First off, that's, oh, my God, so boring. But uh, 
I'm I'm saying that from the standpoint of looking at a whole bunch of different places where, oh my god, how many freaking law books do you have that date back to the eight, you know, with with case law going back to the you know the 1820s, and it's still freaking relevant for some stupid reason. Yeah, but anyway, I think anyway. Yeah, but I I think if you're gonna start you know using tax money to to fund education like post-secondary education. I think there does need to be a line that you have to draw as to what are you spending the money on? Because, and okay, this is the capitalist in me saying this, but there should be a proviso that the degree you're pursuing is something that will make you a contributing member to society in a very legitimate way, in in a very major way. So like sciences, so your chemistry, your physics, your, I guess that's where, med- where medicine would come in too. Um, your pharmacology, your space exploration, all, all of that stuff. You know, y- you walk, you get your BSc, maybe you go up to your, your doctorate or your PhD in it. But, but the fact is, eventually, you will become part of the system that, you know, maybe, maybe you are the one that creates the warp drive. Maybe you were the one that actually gets the Hyperloop to work properly. Maybe you were the one that designs the computer that, you know, maybe you are the author of the next quantum leap in human evolution or societal evolution. You know what I mean? It, it, it could be. You, you could also be the, uh, the physicist that explains to people that a, a quantum leap is actually really, really tiny. But I mean, that, that's pedantry again, and we're not going back into that. So, um, whatever. Or maybe you're the computer scientist that actually finally perfects the bitch slap over IP protocol that I keep talking about. Yeah, until we get hammer over IP. It's not going to have happens. I'm, mm. I'm safe over here, whatever. But um, the ban hammer is hammer over IP version 1.0. Yeah, well, I, I don't think we've got anyway, but yeah. um, but I want to I want to go back to that also, uh, and um, I want to have you jump in, you know, whenever uh, whenever you feel like it, Bridget. Also on this one, from what I remember, from uh, you know, like I said, you know, my first semester at college was at, you know, I, I will admit it, it was September of nineteen eighty seven. Yes, I know. It was the same time when Star Trek Next Generation came on the air. There's a whole there's a whole thing about that. Ask me about that someday. Anyway, point being is that it was at the State University of New York, which the acronym for that is SUNY, Fredonia. Yes. Hail, hail, Fredonia. Yes, I know. The Marx Brothers. Look it up sometime. Anyway. But... SUNY College was not terribly expensive. It was still possible to save enough, you know, over, you know, over successive years, you know, maybe getting uh, uh, saving bonds, for instance, over, you know, a long term of a, of a kid's, you know, uh, lifetime, so that they'd be able to just pay off the college. If I remember right, uh, 80s, what was it? It was something on the order of, I think, two and a half thousand dollars a year, I think. That sounds about right for yeah. that time. 
Yeah, yeah. It sounds, that, feels, that feels about right. I don't remember what that would translate to at this point, but it was still an achievable goal. Fairly easily so. Now, admittedly, yeah. admittedly, when you go into the quote-unquote public secondary uh, post-secondary education it is very it is very highly subsidized it it does not cost a, a figurative arm and a leg but you can still get you know you, you can still get some very very impressive degrees uh, for instance as as a perfect example because it's areas where i know something about at fredonia they had the school itself as well as a very distinct Venn diagram overlap, uh, I guess. No, it wasn't an overlap. It was, it was his own little community inside of it called the Fredonia School of Music. It was one thing to be accepted to, to, be accepted to Fredonia by the admissions department. It was another one to be accepted into the School of Music you had to audition. I auditioned, and I only got accepted because the guy who who I I performed for on a a double bass, you know, big string, giant viol violin. Mm-hmm. Um. He he heard how I played, and I, I can tell you, I wasn't good, but. I ended up learning actual bowing and figuring and playing technique, proper technique, over the course of, like, four months. I wasn't good. But the guy basically said, look, if if you've shown that you've been able to learn about this much actual proper learning technique in four months, I'm willing to go ahead and bring you on as a as a probationary kind of thing, so long as you show that you keep improving, we'll keep you going. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is that if I had gotten a degree there in music education, which is one of the things I wanted to go for, that's that's pretty big time. That's kind of not quite, but that's kind of got the same kind of clout as getting a performance degree from Juilliard or from the Crane School of Music, which is also another kind of thing with the, the SUNY system. So, uh, you know, the, this stuff like that. Um, so, you don't really have to pay... Sorry, you didn't have to pay a figurative arm and a leg by comparison then, as compared to now, because, well... Um, now you can just add a zero onto the end of that price tag and uh, you're still close, but not quite. Bridget, when when you went to uh, when you finally went to college and, and you learned all this new stuff and I gotta imagine, wait a minute, were you did you end up paying for it yourself at the time? Uh, no. Um, when I first started, tuition was $560 a semester, but I went on scholarship. Um, that helps. Useful scholarship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They you know, paid for everything except for books. Mm. 
Um, oh God, fucking books. Yeah. Oh man, you have no and, idea how much I'm I'm worried about that for the little one right now. God. Anyway. But then when I was actually duty, I also took classes. I think it was how much were they charged? I think seventy five dollars a semester mm. hour, something like that. Uh, but I got 75% tuition assistance, you know, from the Air Force to help pay for that. Well, that's something at least. And then after I got out, I ended up having to get loans to finish. But, I mean, it was so long ago, it wasn't that much. I think I ended up with about $10,000 in student loans, which is nothing compared to what loans are now. Yeah. Yeah, ten thousand could be uh, could be one half a se- no. Sorry, it could be one semester. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very happy that uh, the little one earned uh, a lot in the line of uh, of uh, you know grants and and um, scholarships and all, and all that stuff to help that along. So you know that, that's yeah. a big thing. Uh, Stephanie had put something that's also really super important and and yeah, practical education is also vital. How long do we last without electricians, plumbers, etc.? And this is exactly the kind of thing that Dallin was talking about before. It's one thing to have book knowledge. It's also another one to have practical knowledge. And the problem is that there is, in a lot of areas, some stupid glass... No, that's not the word I'm looking for. Not glass ceiling. It's uh, a... I'm thinking gatekeeper? I forget exactly what it is. Where the ones who go to college for some things, they come out, congratulations, you know what, we're ready to go ahead and put you into a a position of authority. How much do you actually know? Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, we'll, we'll start you low and then build you up. Once you've got some practical knowledge, maybe we'll we'll do that. We'll, well, we'll under we'll underpay you for that one. Well, hold on, hold on. And then it goes the opposite direction, where you've got the guys who end up with all this practical knowledge. You know, five seven years on a on a on a high tension line, knowing how to deal with uh, the electricity and whatnot. But well, you don't have the college degree in business management, so I mean, there's there's no reason for you to become a regional manager. You know, this well, this weird uh, double-edged, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. You, you know where I'm going with this, though, I assume. I, I do. And okay. I, I wanted to say, like, there are – okay, and you know what? I will use my nephew as a um, as an example. Are we allowed to do this cross-border? I thought the border was so closed. Shut up. Yeah. Anyways, my nephew went to school to be – he went to a trade school. To be a crane operator. Right. And what that entailed was he went for so many months in class to learn concepts. And then he went, he did his, he did a practical semester working for an actual company and making money at that job. <clears throat> and then he would go back, get more, get more training, get back on the job, do more practical that that's how that's how trade schools work. Yep. So when you come out of it, you I I don't know if it's something I don't know if it's the ultimate end goal or if it's something to shoot for, but you get what's called your red seal certification. 
What that basically means is that if you are a red sealed, red seal certified tradesperson, now this is electric electrician, plumbing, uh, road workers. Um, who else? Well, um, a bunch of different, a bunch of different yeah, manual chefs. trades. Yeah, chefs have red seal. Um, crane operators. Uh, I wouldn't say truckers, but but other but other people who do mu- much more manual based work. Mm-hmm. Now, my nephew got his red seal. What that meant is that he could have potentially gone overseas. Uh, you guys ever watch a Discovery Channel? Okay, you, ever sure. like those, those, you ever seen those like mega machine TV shows? Yeah. Where they talk about the cranes, like the you know the three, four, five hundred tonner. Um, what was the engineer smoking when they designed this thing? Kind of heavy duty. You're talking about the stuff that looks like it could have been a, a Decepticon <clears throat> in a different life. Yeah, or or something that would actually be used to you know build the Enterprise on on the ground. Yeah, nobody wants to do. And I'm sorry. Never mind. Moving on. He was trained to work with those. Basically, when you're Red Seal, you you can go in and you can prove that yes, I know how to do this. You just train me. You just scale up the tra- scale up the training so that you know the 40 tonner I was working with, I can now translate those concepts to this 400 tonner you want me to work on. There's a saying in the trades that when you're Red Seal, you can write your own ticket, mm-hmm. which basically means you are in demand. So uh, I don't know if mechanics are Red Seal, like auto mechanics. They should be. Because you, you think about, you know, how many cars there are out there. And I mean, if you had people who like to work on cars in their spare time, you know what? Go to a trade school. Get, get your certification as an auto mechanic and start pulling in serious cash doing something you love. Why not? You know? Something to be said for that. Yeah. I, I mean, especially these days, you, you look at a, well, I mean, you look under the hood of your car or my car or. Oh. Yeah, th- there's a reason people like you would be take them to the garage because we don't know Jack. Well, about- we we know enough to yell and scream at whatever the shit the engineers who put it together in the blueprint machine were smoking. Oh yeah, and you know as much as we'd love to, you know, introduce their faces to our fan belts while they're running. Um, but but no, the, the thing is, like, you know, see see a need, fill a need. These people, there, there are people out there that, you know, they, they love to work on this kind of stuff. So why not make, why not want to make something out of it? Like I'm, I'm a firm believer in trade schools. Like I don't think college is for everyone. And I don't think college on its own should be, you know, mandatory and it shouldn't, you know, and there are also, you know, families, you know, they're, Oh, my son didn't go to college. I'm so disappointed. Well, what's he doing? Oh, he's an auto mechanic. Oh, yeah. What's he pulling down a year? Oh, about 85000 a year. And you're disappointed? Well, he didn't go to college. No. Instead, he made a choice. You know, he, he went a different route. And from the sounds of it, he's doing pretty darn good for himself. 
So, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm in full agreement with Stephanie that I think there is, um, there's definitely, I'm a huge proponent of, of trade schools. I've, I've talked to people who, you know, they, they were worried about going to college. I was like, well, what do you like to do? You know, I, I know one guy, he, he likes to work with the department of highways right now. And I said, well, you know, is there something in that, in all of those jobs, you know, that requires a trade that, you know, you can make some serious cash off of. And she looked at me and kind of went, no, oh, maybe I'm like, check it out. You know? So yeah, I, I think trade schools more importantly than, than, edu- than, you know, universities and colleges, that kind of education I think should be subsidized or, you know, fully done with taxes. That one I'm, I'm in full agreement with. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, only because I think it's going to be really, really um, weird for some people to hear about this one. Uh, on the screen, I've got my I've got my pointer finger right here. Ma, there it is. On your screen, just above my finger right now, there is a uh, there is a big brown tall box. Mm-hmm. I have had that box back there for. I've had that box back there for a, a, a very long time. That box has been back there since um, since we built this house. So, you know, it goes back, uh, you know, almost 18 years at this point. In that box is leather. Actual leather hides. And, yes, multiple hides. I, I've got at least one uh, one kangaroo hide in there. So yes, I know what I'm talking about when I when I did the thing about the yeah, yeah, yeah. because I used to do leather work. Uh, I didn't do uh, a lot. I learned. I worked at Tandy Leather for a little while when there was still a, a place. I had a fun time with that. It's not something that uh, it's not something that most people would find any kind of worth in. In some cases, for for some, you know, it's a uh, it, it's it's a wonderful art. For some, it's well, uh, uh, I will I will say the expression. For some, it is practically impractical to design stuff and to build stuff with it because I mean, you can you can you can do so much with other stuff these days. So you know, why bother? I I learned. I've still got it in my head. I'm hoping that I'll be able to get back to doing because I want to do stuff for, I want to do something for the suitors because, you know, I, I think that I can do that. But is it, I don't know what the, what the right expression for it would be. Um, is it um, high help societally? No. No, no, it's not. It's 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 far more for entertainment value, really, when you think about it. I mean, if I could, I don't have uh, I don't I don't have a picture or anything to to. Oh my God, I do have a, there. Are, there are a couple of things I've made over the years, a long time ago, that were kind of simplistic, but they were pretty. 
and people liked him. So, you know, they got. I'm not quite sure where I was uh, looking to go uh, with this one, other than, yes, we need the stuff that's going to make the society go, but we really can't lose the humanities, too. And that's sometimes a really fine line to try to figure out. Because who gets to decide that um, a pile of what seems to be garbage with a toilet in the middle and a thin crucifix dipped in urine, uh, who's to decide that that's art? You know, that whole kind of play off of everything. Mm-hmm. What is it that we want for these for these kids for the for the ones that are coming up new who are learning all this stuff? I'll tell you one of the things I want, and and Bridget, I'm I'm hoping that uh, this this one sparks for you. I want to learn the stuff. I want them to learn the stuff that we have no idea even exists yet. That's the sci-fi part of me in there, but there <laughs> but. There is a practical side to it. When we were... Okay, like I said, 87. Star Trek The Next Generation happens. And they updated stuff that they had back from the 60s with, you know, the the electronic um, clipboard that had lights on it. Okay, whatever. And then they've got, you know, digital, portable digital assistants that we're just walking around with, that were inductively charged, which is what these things do, the Q charging and whatnot, with radio frequency linking to the computers on the Enterprise. I mean, that was, that was out there. We had no idea that this would become, you know, you know, touch touch screens were would become the de facto of everything that we're working with computer wise now, and we had no way of knowing that that was even going to be a thing until some art guy said, "Yeah, you want me to design stuff, and you're going to pay me to do it." Sure, okay, yeah. In the medical area, it's the guys who were supposed to be working the um, in China on infectious disease. What the hell was the right term for it? Infectious disease. Uh, the guys who were supposed to be like looking into uh, the whatever new pathogens might be coming out. I want to say virologist, but I could be wrong. Yeah, that's good enough for me. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Uh, what's 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 a what's a good one that you would uh, the, uh, the the uh, the folks who figured out how to do uh, DNA sequencing and uh, CRISPR? Yeah. Well, the Human Genome Project even before that. Oh my God! The fact that they were able to do that. Yeah, but I mean that's that's the that's supposed to be what education is. It is. Standing on the shoulders of giants every step but, along the way. But before you can stand on the shoulders of the giants, 
you have to build your own ladder to get up there. And this is where education, <clears throat> this is where it starts, is that you have to know the concepts. You have to understand where we've been and where we are so that you can go beyond. And this is where a lot of people are having a lot of problems these days is, you know, for whatever reason, oh, where we were, and then they inject a shit ton of politics into it to say that, oh, that's now invalid. So now where we are, oh no, we're going to inject a shit ton of politics into that, so that's invalid. Or we're going to throw a bunch of uh, stoner Twitter blue checkmark people in to say, oh, this is all invalid because reasons. You know, it's, it's like... So, so what do we have to redo everything that we spent the past? Oh, I don't know, thousand years learning, and we have to relearn it because some people are sensitive about it, or because now it's so political, we actually have to mind everything to get back there. Did you know? Did, did you know there is an actual argument going on right now? And I mean, this is you're going to look at me and think this guy's insane. Go for it. There is a heated debate over whether or not two plus two actually equals four. They have actually tried to inject so much context into it to say that it doesn't necessarily equal four. Okay, hold on a second, though. I know about the mathematical argument that has been made that I have a problem with that says 0.999 repeating is one. I get that. I get that. I don't know that I agree with it. I have a real hard time with that one, but okay, I, I get where folks are coming on that one. That one I've not heard about. That's 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 a weird one for me. No, but, it, but it, hold on to that a second, because the piece that you were talking about, about how so much of the stuff that we have been learning and teaching into has become politicized. Bridget, I argue that the politicis the pol 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 the politics of it all. You know what? I don't care. Fuck it. Fuck it. Uh, I've had a very long day, so if my brain is a little shot, um, you know what? I don't care. I remember when the major medical argument that brought everything into we're not going to do any kind of testing, we're going to restrict testing, we're going to remove funding for testing for things like Alzheimer's because fetal tissue is being used or stem cells from fetal tissue and we're not going to let you desecrate God's great little miracle births because of reasons that had nothing to do with politics. But then the, the, the Christian Sharia guys got into it and then made it political. You remember those days, don't you? Yep. And that's not the argument I'm making. I'm talking about 
No, no, no. Concepts like gravity, chemistry, no, no, no. Types of biology that are now considered to be, and I did not want to go down this rabbit hole, but that are considered now to be too white or too colonial or too Western. No, and that it validates a bunch of stuff. That is what I'm talking about. Like the things about stem cells, all that. You know, I'm 100 percent behind that because yes, the science proves it. And fuck religion. You know me. Right, but see, you know? there, there's where the problem is. It's not that, um, it's not that it was political to start with. It was another one of these wedge items. Find little piece that you can that you can grab onto and 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 uh, and and shiv it in there, which was the uh, uh, the religious piece of it. Yeah, and then you can start to wiggle that because the the unholy alliance between evangelical Christianity and American politics is just I don't have a bucket that I can gag into right now, thank you very much, so I'm going to try to leave that one there. But were it not for that, funding would have continued on and actual uh, actual well-funded, well-sourced research would have continued on. Yeah. And who only knows where we would have gone with that. Now, yeah. The reason why I'm bringing that in there, yeah, the reason why I'm bringing that in there is that it's... There are things about these pieces where it's piggybacking onto something else. I don't see why that should even be. And I get the funny feeling that if if I were to go looking through uh, more of those items, and admittedly, like I said, it's been a long day, brain's tired, I, I, I may be completely wrong on this one, I'll be, I'll be happy to be wrong, because I'll learn something after I've gotten some sleep, that maybe there actually is exactly that. There's stuff that is simply being piggybacked on and effectively it's a bunch of troll shitlords at work because of it. That's that's entirely possible too. Again, you know, with the with the age of information and the and, age of the pandemic, a lot of people have way too much time on their hands and are bored senseless. Yeah. Yeah, there is that. But 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 to my point, um like I said, before you can stand on the shoulder on the shoulders of the giants, you have to you have to build your own ladder, and you have to be taught how to build that ladder. You know that. Uh, before you go further from that, I've never heard anybody use that expression before or or lay that out. That makes perfect sense because you get to see what the landscape was at each level as you're moving up to find out yep. what was wrong, what was right, why it was wrong, why it was right, and what did you get out of it. And what's up ahead? And you see, this is where, this is where, uh, watch me dovetail this. You remember that software engineering course I told you about with the 68,000 processors? Yeah. If I'd stayed on that path, if I'd, if I'd stuck with that and done that course and done the next one after that, and the next one after that, I would have built the ladder to software engineering to, 
take advantage of all of the like how do you control it? How do you control a CPU? You do it with, with software or firmware as the case may be. Basically you have to talk to it. So I was actually getting the first couple of rungs to a ladder, but at the time I didn't see it. It's only now years later that I, I realized that <laughs> maybe the guy had, maybe the guy was onto something. He just didn't really communicate it to me very well because well, university professors are not teachers. They are not paid to be teachers. They are researchers. Teaching is a quid pro quo that allows them to maintain their grants so they can continue to do research. This is, again, what's, what, what separates universities from certain colleges in that a university is more of a research center. For instance, the university I went to, there was a linear particle accelerator on campus. I didn't know about it until later. There was an observatory, been there a couple of times. There were a lot of other facilities in there that I didn't know about. And the professors there are there to do research, to, you know, make that shocking discovery. Although, how good an astronomy professor would do with that three-inch refractor, I'll never know, but that's another story entirely. Um, Dude, you'd be surprised. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, the um, you want an image that will cause your heart to quicken? One night, uh, we were doing our lab. I actually took an astronomy course. Loved it. One of our one night, our lab, we were just out in the field. We had field binoculars, and then we had the observatory. And while the while the tutorial while the uh, teacher's aide was trying to get the damn sidereal clock to work on it, in other words, to actually, the observatory will actually rotate with the motion of the stars. Anyways. I'm looking at this fuzzy splotch through these field glasses. I'm like, okay, kind of neat looking, whatever. And then he says, okay, come on in. So we come in and I put my eye to the earpiece. And my heart stopped. I saw Saturn. Clear as a photograph. And I quite literally had a holy shit moment. And then he says, so you see that star next to him? I'm like, that's Titan, right? And he looked at me and I went, I like this stuff. <laughs> now, that one baked my noodle. But then he programmed another one in. And he says, you see that? And he points up and he shows me the star. I'm like, okay, it's a star. Now look at it. Wasn't a star. It was a binary system. Actually, one of the most actually one of the most common stars star systems out there are binary stars. Basically, two stars orbiting around each other. Mm -hmm. That wasn't what got me. One was yellow. One was blue. They were just pinpricks, but I could actually see the color difference. Nice. I just I dropped a couple of uh, links into our 
uh, chat of a couple of pictures that I had. Oh my god, how the hell far back was that? When did I take those? Uh, Two thousand six. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I had gotten uh, I had gotten a relatively small telescope that I had hooked up to. Uh, well, it came with an electronic um, camera for it. I, I don't know that I can actually use it all correctly. I need to get the thing refurbed anyway. But I'd gotten a picture of uh, Jupiter, which, you know, considering, you know, this is 2006, came out reasonably well. And I got a picture of Saturn. Uh, Again, not a great shot, considering that, you know, it's a 640 by 480. Yeah. Image. You know, it's it's small, but, you know, it's amazing what you can do. You guys ever want to try that out for yourselves? Um, you first, you need to find somewhere relatively dark and get like a pair of binoculars to start off with because, oh my God, it's amazing what you can see. You get into a good area where it's relatively uh, relatively dark, you look to the north, you can see the Andromeda Galaxy barreling down on us. Yep. It's going to take a little while, but I mean, it's it's doing it yeah anyway but yeah um some people will scoff at you know why am i learning this again what's the point and the the point is before before you know oh and and the whole ladder thing (laughs) i just made that up tonight it, it it works, yeah, um, yeah. Having the foundation is important, but I think the trouble these days is that a lot of instructors or teachers or professors have a hard time impressing on students that this is important. So, like, if you're if you're going into, let's say, computer science, and you got to learn all these weird concepts. And they say, well, you know, well, nobody uses this language anymore. You're right. Nobody, nobody uses Pascal or nobody uses Fortran or nobody uses COBOL. Although I would fight you on that one because I know a few people who do. I've still got my copies of Delphi over here. I never learned how to, you, I never learned how to use it, but I got, anyway. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but nobody... But what they're trying to what they're trying to get across is not so much the language, but the concepts that it entails. For instance, object-oriented programming. You know what that is? Oh yeah. Okay. Can't do it, but I know what it is. Yeah. The gateway drug for for me for OOP was was uh, C C plus plus I think. I think it was the, the the language I learned it with. Probably. Borland? Possibly. But anyways, never really used C in any of my, in, in anything practical. I just finished a, uh, a Java online course a couple of weeks ago. Guess what? The concept of object-oriented programming are also in Java. So if you're learning a concept in one language, they're not trying to push the language on you. What they're trying to do is trying to get you to understand 
that certain languages allow you to create these code snippets that you can then use later on and manipulate in, in other practical examples. One of my courses or one of my courses in, in college, one of the labs lab exams was we had, here was the objective to build a database that stored this information and we could query it this way and we could display it, display what we wanted, you know, this way. We were not given any kind of language for it. It's like, here's your objective. Here are the specifications. And here are 12 platforms. Choose 10. And build this exact same application using these 10 system using 10 of these 12 platforms. So here's your objective. Here are your tools. Go. Yeah. Wow. And those included Paradox, Fox Pro, Visual Basic, Visual C, um, Power Builder, which is an Oracle thing, which I freaking hate. Um, Delphi is one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And that that lab actually put the that put the point on everything was that it's not you're not you're not there to learn a language you're there to learn a concept and then you're there to apply and a job will ask you to apply the concept to whatever software platform they're using you know the the last job I was at. The developers were using Visual C Sharp using uh, the .NET libraries. But to look at what they were doing and to break the code down, it was no different than anything I've ever, it was no different than anything I'd ever done, except the language was different. New new syntax, but... Yeah, once once you know the syntax, as long as you got a grasp of the concepts, you're golden. It's still tinuk tinuk tinuk. Doesn't matter if it's with with a voice or a guitar. It's it's still the same thing. Precisely. There's some people who are just like wonder what the hell I'm talking about, and I don't care. You've been very quiet for this one tonight, Bridge. I'm, yeah. I I I apologize for nerding out, but I mean, <clears throat> oh, it's okay. You. Programming is what I know. Um, Nerd out all you want to. No, let me ask you this: from from a medical perspective, like medical training, like I, I would, I would not want somebody to work on me, surgically speaking. <laughs> you know, who hadn't gone through the the basic concepts of things like you know biology anatomy um you know again I, i'm not a medical person so i don't entirely know all the all the fundamentals which is a good thing because look the the closest thing i'm ever going to go to cutting flesh is carving a turkey okay <laughs> which i do fairly well if i guess i sell myself um there's that popeye's reference again <laughs> um but like I, I don't know how I, I don't fully know your your medical background, Bridge, uh, which is weird. I've known you all this time. 
Um, like what, what training did you get? Mostly clinicals and starting IVs and, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't have like any actual, I haven't cut into anybody. I've assisted when people are being cut into. <laughs> oh, okay. But, but even to be an assistant, you, you had mm-hmm. to have gone to like, you went to school, obviously. Well, yeah, but, um, you know, surgical assistant, I mean, you just, you most of it is maintaining, you know, a sterile field and, you know, knowing what instruments the surgeon's going to want and anticipating what he wants to handing it to him and stuff like that. Learning how not to pass out from blood. And blood doesn't bother me. You get over it. Trust me. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you, get no. o- you get over it or you don't end up in that. And making sure, you know, that surgeon's got a, a clear view, uh, you know, suctioning blood out of the way and, and stuff like that. Okay, I am I, I am quite literally cringing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has oh. to be able to see, and so you yeah. have to maintain that field of vision there, else I can't see. I mean, look, when, when, when the drain they put in me a couple years ago, when, when that filled up with like two liters of blood and my first reaction was holy shit and i was so sedated (laughs) the nurse went we better dump that out i'm like yeah it's gonna overflow and by the time they wheeled me back into the place it filled up again that was for that abscess thing that i had before um yeah Uh, it's sort of kind of gross i mean no um, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that I still remember from what my wife had to go through mm-hmm. and there are a number of things biologically speaking that at this point for me it's just like whatever you know, it, it is what it is and, and whatever you, you press through it because you know whatever um uh, we're not going to talk through any of these particular items because there's, there's no reason to, you know, make people start to get, you know, sick to their stomach about it because uh, it, you would. I'm not saying that because I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, goad people into, you know, going looking for stuff that's going to squirt them the hell out. Don't. It's just a matter of that. I guess what I'm kind of looking for, Bridget, is is that. With enough time and enough training, there's very little that we can't really adjust to, is there? Yeah. Uh, Like I said, you do get used to it. At first, I mean, like, I remember even when I was back in school, the first time that I ever had to dissect a cat and making that first cut kind of creeped me out a little bit, but you get over it. (laughs) <laughs> you, know? you, you dealt with a cat okay the, the most i ever had to deal with was a frog and then a and then a pig uh i had a cat for two semesters and his name was mr happy and uh you know it's like the the first semester you're learning you know where all the you know muscles are and yeah. you know the bones and all that other stuff and then you know, the s- second semester, you're learning where all the you know, blood vessels are, where they go to, and, you know, the veins and all that stuff. And so, yeah, I had to put up with this one same cat for a whole year. 
and taking this cat home with me to study and putting it in the trunk of the car and popping it out on the dining room table and yeah. By the way, uh, (laughs) being mentioned over here, Felix is saying the sight of blood does not bother me as long as it's not mine. Uh, Yeah. As as an Italian who has gotten into a couple of fights in in his youth, I understand what you're talking about, but Shauna, I was a vet assistant for three years, blood and other bodily fluids, etc. does not bother me. I, I I can understand that for the most part also, but then again, I think for me, who is not a med pro, for me, it's a matter of knowing full well, yeah, I'm not going to be directly touching that, and even if I do end up directly touching that, just keep keep it separate, wash it off quick as I can, okay, whatever, you know, because yeah, whatever. But um, also said, you named it Bridget. Just <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, that's Mister Happy. <sighs> Well, you know, the worst one for me was was we were when we were working with the pig uh, corpses. Um, one of my lab partners, she was she was not shy, but I never thought her the type. But like she's just going at it like a, you know, cutting it up and everything, and and actually ended up beheading the thing. Ah. And, and then she then she picks up the head and she's looking at it, and then. She she actually puts it on her shoulder, and then she's walking around doing Paul like you know, put your head on my shoulder, and I'm like, you are twisted. That's funny. These these were the people. It's hilarious. I, uh, I know, and I mean, we all got a kick out of it. It's nothing <laughs> I would do personally, but. Uh, and, and you know, and actually, uh, Shauna just brought something up uh, when you said sharks. It reminded me of, well, I mean, look, if I wanted, if I wanted fish for dinner, I had to go catch it around breakfast time. I also had to clean it. Thankfully, pickerel are easy to um, dissect. And Jackfish, not so much. And me, I'm. I'm- Ask me about this one of these days. Uh, maybe I'll tell you. And I'm, I'm sorry. All I could think was, alas, poor Yurik. I knew yeah. him. <laughs> you know, if if we'd taken that particular uh, play in Shakespeare at the time, she might have done that. Oh, God. I... Now that I think about it, she probably would have. And I'm probably going to need more alcohol now. <laughs> but uh, you know, Wait, but but uh, to the point, probably. Yeah, you know. Oh, that's right. You 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 still got to be like awake uh, uh, in you know uh, come Thursday in order to do the yeah. Uh, all right, never mind. Yeah, but but to the point. Um, you you don't get to be a doctor, even if you're you know somebody working on the forefront of cutting edge medicine, you don't get to be there without knowing what came before. Without no knowing the, Yeah, w- w- without without knowing the, the, the basics, the fundamentals. Yeah. You don't get into medicine without knowing who the hell Leeuwenhoek was. I'll take your word for it. Anton von Leeuwenhoek? 
the microscope? Leave and hook. Leave. Fair point. Fair, I'm there, Italian. There I don't speak g- g- all, all, German, Austrian, whatever. That, you know what? I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't speak 14th century. Whatever that. Yeah. Happens. You see, right, right there, aren't you glad I'm not in medicine? Because I have no freaking clue. <laughs> you know? I'll fix the computer that does the job, but I ain't going to do the job. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, we gotta we gotta see about uh, close up yeah. shop here in a couple months. Okay. Um, yeah, we've we've collectively the two of us have had a, a lot to talk about, and mm-hmm. uh, I I know Hun, um, I know <laughs> the other stuff. Yeah, that's been course. hard. Yeah, but um. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll pose it to you directly so that you know you've you've got the last of it all because I mean I've <laughs> I've I've got my pieces but I, I've said more than enough. What is it that you think that these the the complicated piece of what are these kids looking to get themselves the schooling the learning the the diplomas? What do you think that? we should be hoping that they end up getting when all is said and done. Well, I mean, at least at at the most basic, I hope that these kids, in addition to, you know, the education that they can take with them, just, you know, saying that they have it, I hope they can find gainful employment. That is a huge concern. Our economy is so screwed up right now it's going to get even worse and i'm afraid that there's going to be a lot of these kids graduated saddled with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and no way to pay it back because they can't find work i'm really concerned about that that is absolutely a valid and, and I'm afraid we're going to have a whole, you know, lost generation of, you know, these kids, you know, because of COVID and everything else. It's just, it, it, it you know, it, it sucks to be them. It really does. We had it easy, comparatively speaking. True that. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> that's really where you know I'm I'm agreeing with Bridget on this one is that I hope that those who do come out you know with with the degrees in thing in you know the STEM fields for instance I hope that there's something out there that that they could do um worried about maybe not being able to find a job. What about, what if they start doing something themselves? I mean, it's a slow start, but the internet is good that way. I mean, done right. Even something like what we're doing here can turn, can turn a coin for people depending on what they want to do. It's not an easy road. It never is. But 
I think now we're in an age where there are opportunities, not necessarily with a company or with somebody else, but a chance to go out and do something on your own because a lot of the groundwork for things like marketing yourself or marketing a product that you're working on, there's, there is infrastructure there to, to get your name out there, to, to promote, to advertise. Um, I think of things like, you know, something as sublime as an Etsy store or, you know, um, not let's plays, but what about, what about tutorials? You know, what if, what if you could come up with like a video series to teach people how to do something, host webinars, there, there is money to be made there. And yes, it will be slow to start because you, you know, you've got to, of course you got to build your audience, just like you build your, build your market, your, your, your market share or whatever. The, the tools are here. We've got them. You just got to think about what is it you want to do. And uh, spoiler alert for anybody that's wondering, shit posting on Twitter is not a career, nor should it be. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I just want to get that out there right now. Although I could see that uh, a, a job could be made of that where you're... Uh, a, a Twitter slam poet for hire, so to speak. Uh, I mean, hey, it it um, it worked for Mister Warmth, but you know, Don yeah. Rickles was a special kind of guy, so you know, whatever. But you gotta look at, no, but but you also gotta you gotta realize too that you know there are for every for every star that we see like for for every markiplier or for every jacksepticeye there's a lot of people out there that just didn't cut it yep there's us yeah the, the, yeah there's there, there's us although to be fair we we were never into this to to make money to begin with no no you know but yeah you got a point yeah you know th there are this is the age of entrepreneurship and I really think that, um, hell, there, there's a course layout for you right there. How to be an entrepreneur, because most colleges won't teach you that. You know, if, if, if business people got together and said, okay, you know what? Here's my webinar on how to start your own business. And not be that cheap guy that puts it on the Facebook ad for $99, but act now, not one of those guys. Someone like honestly says, okay, look, you just got out of college. What's your major? Oh, this is your major. Okay. What do you want to do? What, what do you think you could do? And yeah, a lot of people say, well, I don't know. It's like, well, just think about it. What, what would you like? Where would you like to see yourself in a couple of years? And I mean, take the time and think, you know, decide what, what is it that would drive you? Okay, so you know how to do that part, but now how do you promote yourself? And then they, they go into it. You know what I mean? And I mean, yeah, I, I talk a big game, but <laughs> I don't know anything about it. If I did, I'd be, I'd be, if I did, I'd be a New York Times bestselling author right now. One day. 
these days I'm barely functional. I'm barely functional before noon because, well, unemployment will do that to you. That's fair. I, I, you know, when I first lost my job, I was still able to get up at 6 a.m. No problem. Nowadays, I might roll out of bed at eight. Yeah. And I don't, I hate myself for it because I'm losing that discipline and I don't like it. Let me tell you very quickly. What's the point? What do I want? The, what do I want the kids to get? Hope. In a word, hope. I want them to be hopeful that they can accomplish with what new knowledge that they've got. You could be, you could be a music teacher and inspire the next, who only knows, the next Yo-Yo Ma. You could be in biology and have the person who, uh, who learns how to uh, properly craft vegetables in the soil of the Martian regolith. I hope that they end up with the hope that they can make a lasting impression, a lasting change for the good somewhere along the way. Because that is one more rung on that ladder. Ever upwards. What is it that NASA says? Ad Astra per Astra. What does it mean? I don't know. I never studied Greek. But we got to get on out of here because Lord knows it's late enough and my brain is mush enough as it is, even before we started. So as always, everybody, thank you for being with us. We hope that you had yourself a good time, found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and all the stuff we've got to talk about tonight. As usual, over the live chat, thank you guys for being with us. Uh, Shauna, Stephanie, and Phyllis, there you are. Thank you guys. I hope that uh, you guys are staying safe. Uh, I know I didn't exactly do my check-in this week, but, you know, just please stay safe. Uh, Bridget, yeah. Um, I, I think it's fair to, to lead off with uh, Fuck 2020 and just kind of roll it from there. How's that? Yeah, fuck Mike Pence. Fuck the GOP. Well, I mean, except for Mitt Romney, I'll give him props. And just fuck all this COVID stuff and people dying and all that. I'm tired. So tired. Fair enough. You want to just leave it right there at this point, then? Yeah. That's fair enough. Thank you, hon. Try to take care of yourself, huh? I will try to. And uh, for what it's worth, uh, apparently there is some kind of a uh, minor international loophole for people that um, take a boat across the Great Lakes. So just keep that in mind. It was pissing off the folks over in Toronto for good goddamn reason, but that that's that's all other thing for later. <laughs> Maybe we can find you a good barrel to send you down the Niagara. That's 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 a really bad idea. That's a that's really a that's a really you, bad you, idea. You should feel bad. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. That that's 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 really not a good way to get onto the Maid of the Mist boats. Mm-hmm. Because they're not running right. I, I you know I don't know if they're running whatever. Dallin, hi. Thanks. Hi. Yeah, no problem. Uh, hopefully, if I got my poop in a group uh, this weekend, I'll be able to get the uh, audio version of this show updated over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. Um, of course, I got my blog site for you know other streams of consciousness when I'm conscious over at inthewind.yl5.ca. And again, part of the whole thing about you know feeling hating myself is because well, the other podcast that I've been working on has fallen a little bit. I do want to get it back. Uh, that's at the kick in the cast over at uh, podchaser.com slash kick in the cast. Funny, I got all these things and yeah. Yeah, I, I, I had a, I, did, did you say get your poop in a row? Is, is, is that what I heard you say? Yeah. It's a nice way of saying get your shit together. No, I got, I got you, I got you, I got you. Um, just to uh, just to piss off people, then um, you want to watch me uh, put my uh, put my nuts in my mouth? There you go, punch yeah, right there. See now I've got the Mo Fuggers nuts commercial in my head. I've got people right now who are listening to the show who are going, um, what? And why is there crunching? <laughs> it's like maybe you ought to see a doctor about that. No. 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 <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so as always, all the information you need, as we said, holy crap the vlogcast dot com. Uh phone number if you want to uh, leave a message or to join me on Tuesday nights, uh right well, sort of right here for uh Holy Crap the phone cast is, as usual, 859-HCTV-554-859-4288-554. Or for those of you in the UK, no. You know what? No. I had... Pr- I need to I need to make a list for us here to remind myself I'm not allowed to do the UK version of that. I'm not allowed to do that. I, I said that for myself. You, uh, maybe I'll explain it another time. <laughs> some, of you, some of you know it. Such a dork. You know what? Yeah. She's not wrong. No. Let's face it. No, not wrong. You know, we've both known you long enough to know that, yeah, we're, yeah. she's not Not wrong. So, you all take very good care of yourselves. Um, please be safe. Um, I've got, uh, I've got, um, I've got a lot of yelling and screaming that I'm probably going to end up doing for the next couple of days. And um, that's okay. For any and all of you that might be in school in one form or another, good luck. Seriously, just good luck. Don't get downtrodden. Don't be thinking that you can't accomplish. Just, just remember. If I can get through all that I have, you can manage. So, until the next time we get together, everybody, I wish you all, as always, 
the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And for my lady, 15 years on, I am still in love with you. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. We did it. Dream of me. So until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.